Welcome to the Forward 40 Podcast, where we highlight the experiences of 40 women of color on the rise in the nonprofit and social enterprise sectors. This is an ode to our foremothers, a healing circle of our unique experiences, and a bridge of insight and wisdom across generations. to another segment of Forward 40. I am so excited to have our next guest with us, Chloe Lander, who is the founder and director of One Love Travel Club. Hi, Chloe. Hello. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, so for those that are curious about like how this came to be, I uh, really wanted to tap into my network. Um, and I have traveled actually as a part of One Love Travel as of 2018, I believe was probably the first trip. Or maybe it was 2017. I don't know. Time is flying. Uh, and <laughs> when I was going through the process of looking through uh, options for travel companies, Um, and travel groups, there was something very, very special about One Love that spoke to me. Chloe, I just wanted um, some of that special um, sauce to be translated through this segment. So if you could share more about how One Love came to be and what inspired you to start this company. Yeah, for sure. So we are a group travel club and we specialize in putting together group experiences for our members. Um, so of course you've traveled with us a couple of times. So you already know, um, that, you know, our trips are about seven to nine days and that we always volunteer on the experience. And then we also, um, do culturally immersive, um, excursions, I guess, uh, throughout the trip. So how this came to be for me, my number one passion is actually entrepreneurship. So Mm -hmm. that was something that I knew like from the time I was a kid that, you know, I want to be my own boss. I want to have my own company. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was hustling, doing, you know, just different (laughs) like side hustles, different businesses for years. Like I started my first company when I was 16. And so it was just a bunch of trial and error. And Mm then, um, after a couple of years in corporate America, I started getting comfortable, you know, with my paychecks and everything. So I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm getting a little comfortable and I'm getting further away from this vision that I had for my life. Mm -hmm. So I need to figure out what is it that I actually want to do that I'm passionate about and that I want to do for years, you know, Mm -hmm. that I could see myself doing for a few years. And, you know, I've always been in organizations where we give back and, you know, we're really involved within the community. So I know what community service is. I know how to be effective, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also realized that I also say I have a high travel IQ, um, just because I've traveled a lot with family, friends, school, um, my whole life. And I know that a lot of people don't. (laughs) And so certain stuff that's like common sense to me is, you know, people have no idea, um, about the topic. So it was really just a natural fit. I put together a business totally based around, um, my passions Hmm. and yeah, 
pretty proud of just what it's grown into and that so many other people can relate to it and you know, that we were able to spread from there. Now you, you, you brought up kind of like this trial and error, like starting, you know, by running your own business at 16, kudos mm-hmm. to you for that. <laughs> and then, you know, being able to sustain, um, the travel company, what have, you know, what aided in you being able to stick with this? Um, and then what were some trial and errors that you've learned in the process of even having this company? Yeah, I think those two questions go hand in hand. So the what really helped me, let me just clarify. So when I was 16, I started selling Mary Kay, like under my mom's name. Oh, Mary Kay. <laughs> but so in that first experience, I had a substitute teacher get over on me with a fake $200 check. So that was my first wow. time like being gotten over on financially. That was a huge lesson. Um, I used to sell bundles like of hair mm-hmm. and through that I learned how to build a website. I learned a lot about marketing, mm-hmm. um, just through each, each thing that I was like, you know, that sounds good. That sounds like a little bit of way to make some money. I would learn something different from it. So by the time it got to me making the decision to start one love, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, first of all, I'm only doing what I'm passionate about. I'm only doing something that I truly love and that I can really see myself doing for years. But I already knew how to build a website. I already Mm. knew how to market. I already knew how to create a logo on my own. I already knew, you know, like the ins and outs of social media. I knew about dealing with clients, vendors. Um, There was just so many lessons. And of course, I'm still learning lessons. We'll always be Mm -hmm. still learning lessons in this business. But what made me stick to this mm-hmm. is I realized like, this is what I'm passionate about. I don't want to do anything else. Mm. Whereas the other hustles were, I just wanted to make money, you know, Got it. Um, Got it. but I learned from all of them. So I don't regret any of them. Yeah. You, you don't know? count any of them out, but they, they yeah. each had like their season and their time. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, with kind of like the, there, there's a wave, uh, an upward tick of, uh, cross cultural travel, but then also like black travel, um, groups in particular. How, um, have you been able to set One Love apart? Um, and do you feel, have you, have you noticed kind of like the, the evolution of when you started to where the company is now in terms of, um, the, the audience, in terms of the travelers that, choose to be a part of your community? Has my audience changed Mm -hmm. since? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So to your first question, um, just about like the uptick of black travel, that is something I'm in full support of. And I do love, I do love to um, see, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, honestly though, I've kind of, we've kind of had just our blinders on. (laughs) And even though I do see now, like a lot of, especially this year, I've seen a lot of travel clubs popping up. Um, When we started back in 2015, like this wasn't, it wasn't common. Mm-hmm. Um, people didn't even understand what I did. My mom was telling people I was a travel agent. Like <laughs> people didn't understand at all, even what we were, you know? <laughs> um, but it's definitely, it's definitely grown over time. I think that our audience hasn't really changed okay. much from when we first started. Um, and the reason why is when it comes to just branding and one love in general, I, for me, it's important to, like I said, stay true to myself and, mm-hmm. 
you know, by extension, that's staying true to the company and the brand and, you know, what we've built here. Mm-hmm. And we attract a certain vibe because of that. Mm. Um, so everything that we do, you know, the type of activities from them being adventurous to them being, you know, in really low income areas, like the, you know, unfortunately the poorest parts of the world, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a certain type of person that's going to go on that experience. And there's a certain type of person that's not, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can say our audience has been pretty consistent just in the vibe. Um, people ask all the time, well, what age, well, what gender, whatever. It's not so much your age. It's really your spirit, you know? Mm. Um, cause we've, you've probably had all ages on your groups. Actually, I remember the trips that you were on, um, who were in those groups. We've had all ages and you yes. don't feel like, Oh, this person's slowing the group down. Or this <laughs> no, person's sure too don't. young or anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you guys, you click, you vibe it's friends for life. Like people come back year after year. Yes. So yeah. I definitely think that we've been good with being consistent in that, just staying true to our own brand voice, you know? And are you a one woman show? Like, uh, do you, like, we, we, do you have a team? Where's the team? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard to define too because we are a modern business. And um, in 2019, the small businesses that are starting and that are surviving and stuff—it's not always directly. I have hired you for X amount of dollars, and this is the work that you do. Um, how businesses grow and thrive these days are on collaborations, are through, um, like I do a lot of outsourcing. Um, you know, we do have a small team internally, mm-hmm. but to handle everything that we do, we have a very large network all over the world, you know? Beautiful. So, Beautiful. um, it's just building a solid foundation and kind of going from there, you know? Now, in in terms of this like large network across the globe and the world, Mm -hmm. how how did you position yourself to like when you choose a location um, that this is going to be like the next place that One Love goes to? What's the the process for you like making those connections? Um, There's not (laughs) there's not necessarily like a set process at this time, just because we've been doing this so long. So we have, um, like a network at this point, a lot of the new destinations and stuff that we do, it's basically based off people that we already know, um, and that we just connect with and we see, we get that local perspective, you know, mm-hmm. and just pretty much try to branch out from there. I try to mesh what they kind of already have with Mm. what it is that we want to offer, what it is that I want to show, you know, our travelers. And I want you guys to experience to just come up with, you know, unique experiences, basically. So, yeah, I can't say that I have a process like I... No, I mean, but that's... I mean, it's awesome. I I guess that could be a process. (laughs) We, you know, between trips, do scouting. So, like, go out to different destinations, I don't know. I can't really tell you that it's like a process like, okay, we land and then I go out and then I like, (laughs) someone's meeting you right there. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty, honestly, it's pretty organic and it's just based off of like putting ourselves out there in the world and, you know, um, attracting like the right things, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that requires, um, and calls for a lot of courage, um, and just audacity, um, that, those that aren't as um, 
you know, don't necessarily have a high travel IQ, as, as you mentioned, may have mm-hmm. reservations and, and may be hesitant about cross-cultural exchanges, either because of language or um, customs that are associated with that particular country. What what would you advise for someone that is hesitant um, about immersing themselves in another culture outside of their own country? Yeah, I understand it because it's just like the fear of the unknown. So Mm -hmm. I do understand because when you're traveling, there's so much unknown at one time. Like you said, the language, the food, like it's a huge, it's a huge cultural difference. So I do understand it, but we kind of have to look a little bit deeper because, you know, think about it, uh, mom and a dad raise a kid and, you know, the classic example of like a sheltered kid. If you're sheltered, you only know what your parents have taught you. Mm -hmm. So like that's your entire mind frame is what your parents have taught you. And no matter how wonderful of people they may be, that's dangerous for that to be like your only sphere of influence, your only mindset, you know? And okay. So that's a dramatic example, just to parents. But but, but it's it's a real one. (laughs) Even think about within your own city, if you've traveled, you know, throughout the United States, you know that it's so different from one city to the next, Mm -hmm. just seeing how people operate. I remember, um, when I was young, my first time in, um, California and someone, I was walking and someone had like brushed shoulders with me Mm -hmm. and just didn't even say anything, didn't acknowledge anything. And I was like, that is so strange because I'm from Texas and Southern (laughs) hospitality. Like, first of all, you say something, you know? (laughs) And secondly, like if you're walking down the street, first of all, it's so much space. You don't run into people all the time. But if you see somebody and you make eye contact, you do like the little nod, you know, like you acknowledge them. But in California, they don't do that. They look at you crazy if you smile and nod, you know? So overseas, like, that's what, that inspires me more than anything to um, encourage people to want to get out and travel because think about the things that we've learned in school Mm -hmm. and how now that we're adults, we're having to like relearn or unlearn. Correct, yeah. The only way to actually do that, the only way is to start fact checking and to go and see for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you go and you make that connection that there's not much difference between me and this other person on the other side of the world, besides the language, the food, you know, different yes. cultural traditions. Yes. And yeah. that I think makes the difference. So for the people that are hung up on traveling, you know, yes, those things can be scary, but we've got to see it. Like this is, this is our world. This is where we were born into. Correct. 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 We've got to see it. And I, like, I remember when, um, I was deciding on what, uh, trip am I going to go on, um, with Mm -hmm. the group decided that, okay, I wanted to start the year off on the continent of Africa. So, um, joined for the Kenya trip. And I would say like a highlight for me was, well, two highlights actually. Uh, one was the service project um, because it had either rained the day before or that day. Um, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it, that was rough. But it reminded me of times that I've spent in DR and Brazil uh, and it was truly a authentic experience that yeah. like, to your point like if 
if you're not cut out for that and if you're if you're not drawn to want to do this off of sheer um, spirit alignment, that could have really, you know, like turned some people off. Um, but seeing the children there, um, interacting with them, there was some co-travelers that were, you know, having dance battles uh, with yeah. the students that um, were in in that neighborhood. And then also being on the safari. Like, it was just interesting to be that close to nature. Like, to come from a city. Yeah. And you see it in animation. You may see it in National Geographics. But another to really be that close uh, up on nature. Like, just truly a part of the circle of life. Whether that be in animal yeah. form or human form. So what yeah, has been what- your favorite travel memory? Um, with one love, mm-hmm. my, um, I have a lot, <laughs> I have a lot. Okay. So you're top two. <laughs> yeah. I can say this last year when we went back to Kenya, we went to that same school that we volunteered at nice. and the volunteer day was actually on my birthday. Ooh. And when I walked in, the kids had like this poster that said happy birthday and they were all singing Aww. and I just like a baby started crying. <laughs> uh-huh. That is so sweet. <laughs> it was so sweet. I could not even, I'm like, here we are to help you guys, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. and do whatever we can and you guys like took the time out um I mean moments like that and then also I really like we get a lot of first-time travelers mm-hmm. so I really love seeing people conquer their fears you know we had one guy it was his first flight he flew to wow. Morocco I was like wow. wow and whenever it's someone's first international um trip you know, we always give them a call and just kind of brief them on what they can expect and just make sure that they're comfortable. But, oh, he is a professional traveler now. Like, <laughs> you wow. cannot tell him anything. So to see the transformation in people like that, that, um, that would have to rank amongst the top. Wow. Um, that, that, and then of course, you know, just connecting with the people. Volunteer day is always a favorite. So. Yes, it, it truly, truly is. Um, and his first was Morocco. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, okay. In terms of dream location. Um, so you mentioned Morocco, been to Kenya. Um, what are the other locations that you have on the roster and one that you have your eyes set on? Sure. Um, so some of our upcoming destinations, we have Bali, Greece, Thailand, Baia, Rio de Janeiro, Ethiopia, Kenya, India, South Africa, Dubai, Philippines, Amsterdam. Wow. And I think we already said Morocco. Um, and we have some others coming up such as Costa Rica, um, Tobago, and those are actually newer destinations. Mm -hmm. So as far as on our, that's what's on our roster. I'm actually, my wheels are turning. It's like, what's my dream destination? (laughs) 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 Because I'm just like full steam ahead on these that like, I don't know. I don't know that I've even taking time to like think of new places. Um, 
just some place. I don't want to say this is like my top place or anything, but just some places that are on my list, my personal bucket list, um, is I want to paraglide over the Swiss Alps. And, um, I would very much like to see the Northern lights, which I have not experienced Mm. yet. Um, and, oh, also on the horizon is, uh, West Africa, so yes, please. Ghana, Togo, <laughs> Nigeria. <laughs> so I need to make my way there. Um, and we're going to explore more of the Caribbean. I intentionally, um, we didn't do much of like the Caribbean and mm-hmm. just any of the places that are near, you know, or in North America, just because that's what people are used to. But, mm-hmm. um, there are some places that are largely undiscovered. And then also, you know, the islands, a lot of people just go there on cruise ships mm-hmm. and do like super touristy activities, like yeah. don't really experience the culture. So with my roots being in the Caribbean, I would like to give a little bit different, um, you know, take on the Caribbean travel experience. That's awesome. That's really great. Um, I mean, it's still, it's interesting because the, yeah, we are closer to the Caribbean, but Mm -hmm. there are still people that haven't even um, explored it, even with its proximity. Um, And I do appreciate that you want to take that special sauce that is one love and apply it to make it a unique and and different experience um, for travelers. That's awesome. And I'm very happy that you have West Africa. (laughs) Yes, I know. It's so highly requested. Yes. It's so highly requested. Um, So in terms of like, if you were to reflect on biggest lessons learned um, in scaling the company, what would you say those have been? Okay. My biggest lessons as far as scaling the company, um, I guess a few things, you know, you, whenever you're scaling, you want to make sure that the quality is consistent. Mm -hmm. So that just really comes from having a solid foundation, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that when you do build or when you are duplicating a process or anything like that, you have something solid that you're drawing it from Mm -hmm. and just, not trying to scale before you're ready, you know? Mm. Um, cause sometimes we have goals and plans and stuff and those plans require us to like do what I'm doing times three, you know, <laughs> but how efficient and how, um, like accurate are you doing what you're doing at times one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just making sure that everything is really dialed in, um, before that next step, you know? Wow. Wow. Um, and for those that, um, are considering starting their, their company or scaling their company, like, do you have any best practices that you use to kind of do that reflection on, are we ready to move to that next level? Have you found any tools or resources that have been useful to you? Um, I don't have tools that have necessarily like let me know, mm-hmm. um, but just, I guess to give, give an idea of when, when I knew, um, so as far as like, it's really when you, um, 
can't handle doing it on your own anymore. And it's mm-hmm. not like you can't handle doing it on your own. Cause you and your mind have told yourself, Oh, this is too hard. But like the demand is there. The customers are there. Like everything is there, but you just can't do it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Not mm-hmm. that like you just feel like you can't, and maybe you're making a little bit and you can hire some help, but you don't need that yet. You know, like you're not there yet, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so like I said, just making sure that you do have solid processes that are really dialed in. And then when you feel not when you feel, when you know, like, it's just not, you can't do it anymore because your brain is going to tell you that you need help probably before you do, you know, or your your brain and your body. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Going to tell you like, um, I don't know, whatever it is, maybe we should open another location, whatever, you know? Um, So, yeah, you have to make sure, like, really the demand being there would Mm -hmm. be, would be, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily, like I said, have tools that, like, showed me that. But as far as when you are scaling, I can put you on a little, (laughs) a few tools that I use (laughs) to do that. (laughs) One of my favorite things right now is Screencastify. Have you heard of it? I have It's like... It just records your screen basically, but it records your screen while you're, you know, doing stuff. But as you're doing stuff, as you're creating your processes and stuff, recording it, talking to the camera, and then every time you do something new that you haven't recorded yet, record it again, especially if it's stuff that you do over and over, you know, and I have a catalog of videos that are like in, you know, bullet point format. Um, so when it came time to hand a manual over Mm -hmm. to someone here, it is, you know? Um, but again, it's just making sure that you have your processes that make sense (laughs) and that are efficient and that work that Mm -hmm. give you the results that you need, you know, and then being able to share it and duplicate it. So you definitely have to, um, hone in on your inner operations, um, toolbox in order to get those systems in place but then also that's great um you said screencastify mm-hmm. it's just nice. one word screencastify nice. Yeah. nice nice um so each guest um closes the segment with a t affirmation um and it's something that the listeners can hold on to until the next segment so what would be your T affirmation for the audience. I just opened my journal because I was like, ha, huh, I'm writing my mantras. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a mantra. Love it. <laughs> my one from January was, I am fearless. So oh, nice. you want a T affirmation, just something to repeat to yourself. Oh, yeah, that's the biggest thing that overcomes people is fear. Um, I have a mo- monthly mantra that, um, I do for myself, Mm. but my one from January was I'm fearless. And that's just something that you can repeat to yourself every day or as you go through stuff, as you go through your different activities, just kind of check in and say, am I operating out of fear? Mm. Um, And make sure that you're not, you know? Wow. I love it. I love it. I am fearless. So how can people stay in touch and join the One Love community, Chloe? Yes. So we are on social media and on the internet at onelovetravel.club. So it's all spelled out and it's not .com, .club, (laughs) onelovetravel.club. You can find us on Instagram and we're also on Facebook, all of the platforms. Um, 
Our membership is free. You just simply subscribe to our newsletter. So that's honestly the best way to stay in touch because we keep our members in the loop of what we have going on. We also ask for their feedback. Yes, you do. You know, really Mm -hmm. built a community around this. So, um, yeah, that's the best way to contact us if you feel that you match our travel vibe. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. If this is the the fit for you, um, definitely. Stay connected with One Love. Uh, Chloe, it's been great to just have you um, as a part of Forward 40 and to share more about your journey, but then also the uh, business acumen that you have learned throughout the the process. And you've given us some gems um, to tap into as we are thinking about some entrepreneurial aspirations that we may have. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with me. And yeah, I appreciate it. It was fun. Yes. Fun catching up with you. Yes, I know. Until we connect again, sip, sis, say la, share, and continue to serve.